1: Hello, welcome back to OK
0: Sys podcast. My name is Matt. My name is Scout, and we, I'm struggling out here. Yeah, and- she's she. The pregnancy brain is in full force. do you want to know what I do? Pregnancy brain. Yeah, I show up for motherfucking OK sis. You really do. I'm very I feel grateful if, and the sisterhood is grateful. Sisters are so grateful. I feel
1: as if anyone listened to OK Sis for the last three months, they'd be like, this bitch is just complaining about nothing because her energy levels are great. She's bringing the content. She's bringing the vibe. She's bringing the value. I don't know what
0: she's talking about. Pregnancy brain. You really are bringing value. I... I'm grateful for your presence every day, Scout. Thank you. That I was the nicest that. thing I've.
1: <laughs> yeah, because you haven't been the nicest. You haven't I been the nicest. Been so like, nice. like I walked in the yesterday. She's like, "Why are you always fucking rubbing your belly?" And I was like, <laughs> "I'm like." Bitch, I have been going through so much. Give me the satisfaction of connecting <laughs> with, with my, my child, with my
0: child, in the only beautiful way I know how right now. Truly, okay. Um, I will no longer make comments, but uh, you are glowing, Scout. Now that I see you in person, are you sure I, about that? I'm very sure. I'm positive. You're glowing from the inside out, and um, the acne is looking good. The acne is no longer. I know. It I just is... have some. I have like acne scars that I have to get rid of. But yes, but the acne... It's a clear complexion. It is clear. It is glowing. I think the issue was that I was seeing you through Zoom. Kind of hard to see a pregnancy glow through Zoom, but I see it now in the full flesh. That's good. Yeah. Thank you. Okay, let's get into this episode. This was the most delightful silly you know what it felt like we were having a chat with a third sister i was gonna say when we started
1: i was like this is gonna be third sister vibes
0: third sister vibes talia Lixstein, you guys know her from tiktok her and i went to camp together a jewish sleepaway camp which we talk extensively about in the episode our experiences there and she was such a delight she's obviously hilarious poised, oh my gosh She's so wise for a 23-year-old. You know, really I love how she crazy. goes in between different, I,
1: this is the wrong phrase, but I'm just going to say it so you can understand what I'm trying to say. Sure. I love how she goes through different layers of articulation, oh, right? 100%. So she can be incredibly silly and funny and give great detail about having a threesome in Europe, and she can get really, really, almost like a cultural analysis of what it means to have boobs and the internal misogyny and shame and all the feelings that we yeah. feel. So as we were going through the breadth of topics, I was like, this is such an sis episode where we're
0: Silly, we get serious. We end silly. It was, it was, it was perfect. It was perfection. Uh, sisters, you're gonna love it, and make sure to follow her on Twitter because sh- <laughs> she's trying to grow her Twitter presence, yeah. and her, her Twitter is popping. So uh, be sure she's to poppin'. she's poppin'. She's poppin'. 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 What is it? Um, my lip gloss is popping. Poppin'. My, my lip gloss is cool. Is cool. Hey, All now the we boys be can... stoppin'
1: when they check me after school.
0: Nope. Okay. Uh, love you, sisters, and enjoy this episode. Enjoy. Hello. Hello. Sweet Angel! You're showing me! Hello! Wait, Wait hold, on, hold on. I hear
1: Maddie screaming, but okay, I can't hear you. It's like, oi. It's so early. I'm half hold awake. On. It's like, no, 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 we can hear you. She's good. like, no, we can hear you. Maddie is you just a rooster. She's my oh, rooster
2: good. in the morning,
1: and it's alarming.
2: Is this fan going to be noisy? I'm just hot, and my air conditioning hasn't come yet.
1: No, we wouldn't, we wouldn't make you schwitz and, and uh, really suffer like that, so you can keep it on. Okay,
2: just tell me if it's an issue. I'm going to, like, put it kind of far away, and then I'm... Okay.
1: I just watched your uh, apartment tour.
2: Oh, my God, I have to get, like, a real tour.
1: Talia, thank the fucking God you
0: got out of that other place.
2: <laughs> wait, I
1: don't... I, wait, can I get the story of the other
2: place? Yeah, Talia, tell the story. I didn't realize people like could see how bad it was. Like I thought I kind of like hit it pretty well. And I guess I didn't because every time I tell people, they're like, yeah, that place was really bad. I'm like, oh, (laughs) I didn't realize I was showing you. Oh my God. It was like a
0: box. Like, I don't even think you had a window. Like, did you even have a window, airflow, anything?
2: It was a box. It was literally a box. And my window was facing the roof of the building, like the inside of the building. So there still was no light. Did oh. you spend all of the pandemic in there? No. Oh, my God. No, no, no. I moved here in oh. December. Because
1: I was going to say, I need a mental health check on you.
2: Oh, my God. I could never. I think I would get out of New York if there was another serious lockdown. But um, no, this place is better. Check out my exposed brick. I don't. Such you're a New Yorker. you such a New Yorker. Okay. Such so let's,
0: Yorker. Let's, let's take it back. So you're born and raised L.A., Talia, all three of us kramer heads we all went to Camp Has kramer i went
1: to kramer you did too yeah so i oh you know my God. when i went to kramer looking back on my experience there since i went to jew school my whole life and i only knew like the same people from kindergarten to 12th grade my social skills did you go to sinai no no it's san diego san diego Jewish we were Academy. born and raised in
2: san diego oh, okay, okay
1: i recognized Great. that my social skills in new groups of kids were struggling a little bit at camp, you know? Like I never, I loved yeah. camp. I cried when I left. It was the best place in the world. My children will go to Kramer.
0: and well, RIP, it burned down.
1: Well, no, it'll be it'll be back. <laughs> we'll see if it's still around. It'll be back. I felt as if I now look back and I was like, oh, it was hard for me to fit in a little bit and to like make really, there were you
0: know? There were clicks at Kramer, I will say. Yeah. There were for sure clicks. There weren't
1: clicks at my high school, so I didn't know what was going on. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. It was a clicky place. I enjoyed my experience there thoroughly you were you're a little younger than us so you were there I think I I don't even remember how I knew but I saw you on TikTok and I was like I know this face and yeah I know you G- is your brother Matt that's, that's our cousin. cousin okay so
2: you were probably your cousin yeah, you were probably with him okay well so he was two years older than me and I have a very specific memory oh, of yes. him Please how tell. old are you she
1: just graduated uh, college so I'm 10 years older than I graduated now. college a year oh ago. my god fuck me
2: I'm 23 okay so you're eight years old oh wow okay yeah and I was leadership 2014 I'm so glad we're talking about this because it's the one thing that I for some reason in any interview or podcast I've not touched on and it is the most formative experience of my life, hundred percent. It really changed my entire life, and it was the most important thing of my childhood. And you guys understand exactly why that is, and people who went to camp know why that is, and people who didn't, like I truly have the most pity in the world for people who never got to experience any sort of like even a week. It's yeah. just- so true. Scott was in L O nine, and then no, no, no you, then were, L07? you were seven, you were L O six, I was L O nine. Wait, what were your? Oh, so you were you're technically. You're my leadership counselors. Who were your counselors? Anyone I would know? I had Shana Steinfeld, Anna Mayerson, Ariel Bernstein. So that was my that was my year.
0: I was a counselor that I was a counselor the year you were in
2: leadership. Wait, like what were what back. were your leadership colors? Because they fucked us and they gave us red and gray. That's yeah, fucked that's up. No, we had the best color. We were light blue, and it was cute because our counselors were dark blue. So it was like the descendant. We were, we were a leadership. I know that every leadership group gets close with their counselors. Like we really got close with them and we still like most of my friends like hang out with them all the time. Like I'm not really like that, but we all follow each other on Instagram still. I had the best time. Can we
1: just tell everyone leadership is the last year of camp where you're like basically the kings and the queens of fucking camp. You fucking
0: rule the camp.
1: It's like being a senior in a very traditional high school movie. Like you have different rituals and you go on a three-day hike and you get different sweatshirts and you're like fucking balling at
2: camp. You get sweatshirts and it's the biggest deal. And everyone, every group, every year has a different creative way of getting their sweatshirts like revealed to them. It's a big ritual. And I remember the year before leadership, I didn't do so well in school. Like I kind of slacked off. It was, I was in eighth grade. So I kind of was like, it's middle school. I don't really care. And my parents were really strict about grades. So I slacked off and they made me write them a letter or they didn't even say, they were like, you need to convince us to let you go to leadership. We're not convinced that we should let you go. And it was like the second semester of eighth grade or ninth grade or whatever it was. And they were like, you have to prove to us that you should go. Cause we see a better use of your time would be doing tutoring. Oh my God, that gardening. is so bad. It was the worst, it was the scariest yes, moment of my yes. life thinking that I did not, if there was one thing I thought they would take away. Cause this was the thing I love the most in the world. This was where all my best friends were. So I thought they you know, I would have accepted them taking my phone for six months. I would have accepted my computer. I would have accepted anything else. They could have transfer, transferred me to a different high school. If they took away, I thought that that was something they would never touch. And when they threatened that, I was like, that I literally got my ass in gear and that my grades were on an upswing for the rest of the, my high school life. But anyway, great
1: parenting. Yeah. Great.
2: Yeah. Great parenting technique. But so I had to write a letter to them asking them to let me go to leadership. And they, this letter, they were expecting like a page of like reasons I should go. I wrote a fucking novel. Like I literally I just let my creativity run wild. I wrote the most emotional. Can we resurface this? We need to resurface this. It, I, my mom still has it because she sent it to my family. She's like, oh my God, the emotion. This is going to be like promo the, for this, this episode. This writing is like really touching. It was really, really touching. And it was very, very emotional. And I cried while writing it. And it was like 10 pages long. And they still have it, I think. But that was like, they were, they happily sent me after I sent that because they were so proud of how I expressed <laughs> myself. Camp was where I felt cool and at school, yeah, like I, the, the, you. I don't think I felt at cool. school. Yeah. I felt fine. I was, cool. I was part I was, of the cool kids. I was. I was.
0: Part of the I cool was
1: kids. So this was my problem: was that you stayed in the same cabin every year, and I felt really confident in my cabin, like yeah. with Sophie mm-hmm. and Rachel and Natalie. Like I felt confident in that cabin, but once they split all the cabins up for leadership, for leadership and right. scattered us everywhere, yeah. it was a little difficult for me to figure it out. And I was, I, I guess, I was like what I was like in, in high school, where I was like in both groups
2: kind of thing. I was like right. fluidly
1: like moving around. Well, it's
2: a good thing that they do that. I like that they do that for leadership and they, they know who your friend groups are and they make you mix around. But at camp, I was like, be a girl, okay? I really did, I really was. At my you grade were. at least, you I were, was girl. that girl, okay? So I and bear in mind, this is also like, it was eighth, ninth grade. I had hit puberty in my chest and nowhere else. So I was just like this little hourglass thing walking around. The first girl who had boobs, like I just was on top of the world at summer camp, okay? And then my metabolism caught up to me two years
0: later. You are so hot. You are so hot now. I mean, it's on my list of things to discuss with you. (laughs) Um, So you have big, big boobies, big tits. Scatola has the big tits. I did not get them. She's also pregnant, so she has like extra big tits. And so- I literally- Looked at Maddie yesterday and I was, what did I say? She was like, she's like, wow, what's it like to not have big tits? I forgot. No, I was like, like, what is it
1: like to have small boobs? Like, this is so jarring to me because my boobs have swollen up to like fucking watermelon bajungas right now. So has your head, apparently. Yeah. Oh, no, that's always been there. Okay. Um, and I look at her and I'm like, oh, my God, that's what small boobs look like. Just because I have been in the arena of these big ones all day for the last four months. Yeah. And so I just had to ask because I was genuinely like, whoa, other types of boobs exist.
2: I've never experienced them at all. I've never had those. boobs. I've never all, had small boobs. Like, I've, I've always had big ones. And it's I would love to know what it's like to not have them. Do you like them, though? Do you like your your big jugs? Here's the thing some days and i'm sure you can relate every woman has their own little things that happen to make them feel feminine like there's days where you're just like i love being a woman like when you're getting dressed and you feel good it's sort of like the i feel pretty song in west side story where you're like i'm a woman and it's wonderful like you're just and to me when i look at my boobs i'm like wow like look at me i'm just such a woman like i'm so feminine i love that i look feminine and i have curves and whatever But that's like, maybe once a month, I get that spurt of like, yeah, I'm so I love how they are. And I really do remind myself, like, I do love them. And I would so much rather these than no boobs at all. But there's so much emotional baggage and physical hardship that comes with it. And people don't talk about this enough. It's really a problem that is so underestimated you really start to, aside from all the physical things, it's very difficult to dress. It's very difficult to feel completely comfortable when you're sleeping or when you're walking and to adjust your posture in a way that like, isn't going to cause forever damage to my back. You also have to consider that like you, they become such a part of your identity, not just to yourself, but to other people that it tends to be the first thing people notice about you. They can't help it. And you can't really change that because no matter how you dress, you're always dressing quote unquote slutty. I can wear the same shirt that you're wearing right now, but on me, people will say she is dressed so inappropriately because it's just how I am. I cannot hide them. Even if I'm wearing a turtleneck, they're there. And it's, there's, I hate to use like such a buzzword, but the internalized misogyny of seeing a woman with big boobs and just automatically assuming other women too, older women, like, oh my God, how dare she show up that way? When, if you think about it, there's really nothing that I could do to change it. And there's like an internal bias. Like people want to take you less seriously. You see people's eyes go yeah. directly toward them when they're introduced yeah. to you. And then when you, even when you're with a guy, you could be in a very long-term relationship with a guy. There's this paranoia that lives in the back of your head of like, if he spends a little too much time on your boobs, like when you're having sex or something, you're like, is that the only reason why he's here? Like you have to really convince yourself that it's not his favorite thing about you. And of course people will say, oh, what's the solution? Get a reduction. With that comes a whole new set of issues because then you're giving up a part of your identity and you wonder, will I, I've never been desirable without them. So is this a huge part of my desirability? Will people still look at me? Will people still find me hot? Will I still feel feminine because this is the most feminine part about my body? It's a very complex issue that I've lived with for obviously my entire adult life. So I just hate when people it's sort of like the same as acne. Like acne is a very underestimated problem that can really hit your confidence as well. Like it's just one of these little things that people don't realize is a big problem.
1: (laughs) I got really good at hiding my boobs for a long time. She's really good at hiding People actually are surprised when they find out because when I was 13, I got boobs and I, I remember like writing this poem when I was in when, oh, I, yeah, was Talia, no, when I was 18. Talia, you're going to love this. She's a poet. It was a really good line where it, was, where it was along the lines of, oh, I like comparing my nipples to my second pairs of eyes. And I was like, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't realize you were looking at my second pairs of eyes. Like, because the men that I would talk to, sorry. like one, I'd be 13 and I would have 25 to 30 plus. Who knows? Because your age like ideas warped at that age, you don't know how old people are, would be giving me attention. And that's before like my sexuality even came online. That's before I kind of like what I was like kissing a guy in a movie theater. Like I didn't know what my body was. Mm -hmm. And so to get that kind of attention from older men, really, really young, I instantly understood that these were desirable and I didn't want the extra attention that came with it because that extra attention didn't feel good. It wasn't flattering. It wasn't healthy. It wasn't safe. And so I, my whole life, have worn for, if you look back on my photos, like it's tight bottoms and just like huge tops, like oversized shirts, oversized vintage t-shirts, et cetera. And when I do wear them out, Maddie says that I'm really comfortable showing off my body. I am very comfortable showing off my body, but when my boobs are out, I feel very self-conscious. So I try to keep them in as much as possible. Being pregnant, it is nearly impossible to do such things because they are so large but for me I hid them for most of my life and then when people found out I had boobs it was like this nice pleasant surprise I suppose but every time Mm -hmm. I wear them out I guarantee if I wear my boobs out there is a moment in the night where I feel a deep level of shame run through my body and I feel naked in front of a crowd Mm -hmm. for sure okay sisters let's talk about hair shedding does the craziness of everyday life leave you stressed and shedding since having kids have you started seeing a little more of your scalp hi i've been there when it comes to thinning hair there are many root causes at play and neutrophil addresses them through a multi-targeted whole body approach
0: Take
1: their hair wellness quiz on Nutriful.com for a personalized hair health plan based on your specific root causes. Take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutriful is offering our listeners $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutriful.com and enter the promo code
0: OKSIS. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and hairstylists recommend Nutriful for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com, spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L, .com, promo code OKSIS. That's Nutrafol.com, promo code OKSIS.
1: Sisters, my goal these days is to always look put together when I leave the house. Nothing over the top or super dressed up or anything like that. I just want to look put together and feel good about what I'm wearing in an effortless yet refined way.
0: Okay, A Y S I S. Let getting dressed be one less thing to worry about.
2: Right. And you feel like everybody there is looking at you like. Well,
1: because that's what they say. Like you walk in the door and your close friends and family,
2: like even your family, are like, whoa, girl, your tits are out. My family. Are you kidding? I will never forget. This was a very, yeah. My, a very, very damaging thing was when I realized that my dad, like, we all like have that moment. And maybe this is just me, but I'm pretty sure it's not where you realize that your dad is also a man. And like, he does carry a lot of the misogyny that most men carry. And just because he's your dad doesn't mean that he doesn't still see you as a woman. It's a very sobering thought for a young woman to have and everyone has it. So my dad, we're going to a wedding on his side of the family. And I'm a freshman in college. And I remember he was really really concerned with what I'm going to be wearing to this wedding and he kept having my mom text me to say do you have an outfit yet he then owed me money or he like put money in my account to buy a dress which is something that he since when does my dad care what I'm wearing to an event since when does my dad give me money to buy an expensive dress he like sends me 200 bucks or something go out go shopping get a stylist like find something really good for you and I remember like for the first couple of weeks being like my dad's really worried about what I'm gonna wear and keeps wanting to see photos. And then I talked to my mom and she was like, well, it's because it's his family and like gave me this look. And I was like, I still was like, what do you mean? It was cause he was very embarrassed by my breasts. And he was like very concerned that I would look unpresentable or slutty at this wedding. And he had never really seen me in formal dress around family, like as an adult woman with breasts. So he was very concerned with what I would choose to wear. And I remember he was very pleased with what I chose. And to this day, he still talks about it as, like, my best outfit because I purposely chose something really modest. And I just, like, it really, it was, it was like, I couldn't blame him because I'm, like, I get it. Like, you're you're scared. Like, your family's never seen me this way. I'm an adult now. It's been years. But, like, the fact that, like, he was so embarrassed and freaked out and, like, if I were a person who didn't have boobs, this would have been a non-issue. I could have shown up in anything and it never, no matter what, I could have worn like a little tiny skimpy lace thing with like that barely covered my nipples. And if I had no breasts at all, if I was flat chested, no one would call it slutty. Like everyone would think I look so classy.
1: That's so interesting because I have a a little bit of an opposite experience where I just didn't want the unwanted attention, but... My family and friends have never told me to cover up or have never mostly my, like I feel like when Oma was alive, she'd be like, you look so sexy today. And she would like love it. And like, I feel like, right. Yeah. Could you have never imagined dad telling me to cover up? Yeah. He would never, ever tell me to cover up. But you're right. If I wear a tight dress, like, I look va-va-voom. I look like Sofia Vergara from Modern Family. Like, I'm fucking a hot tamale, right. Dolce & Gabbana, walking princess. Yeah. And if someone else wears that, like, yeah. I remember I went to a wedding, and it was in a church, and this chick was wearing this little skimpy, like, um, slip dress. And I was like, oh, she can wear that. But, like, if I wore that, in th- at first I did think it was a little inappropriate for the church, let's be honest. I'm Jewish, and I know how to fucking wear for a church. But she still pulled it off. But she still pulled it off. And if my boobs were like flapping in that, you know, slip little mini thing, it would be whoa. Yeah too much. Too much. Right.
0: Okay. I want to transition though to talk obviously about about TikTok and about this blow up you have had. Yeah. You first of all, I selfishly, I just want to ask this. Your content is obviously inherently like controversial. What? And really? I loved sure. all your stuff. No, no, no. That's because you're Jewish. Oh. And a woman and have
2: a sense of humor. <laughs> yeah, and a woman.
0: So like you have a series called Things I Hate and like oh, yeah. you go through, you know, things that you hate and people fucking, oi. But. I'm so confused. Uh, yeah. So, you know, I, I've been on TikTok for a while as well and I have had very much less success than you, but I have also been exposed to certain like just ridiculous trolley type of comments, and it complete it like spirals my my day. It spirals everything. I've gotten better at it, but I've always wanted to ask you, how do you persevere and continue on? Because I, you're like my expander <laughs> in that way. I look at you, I'm like. If Talia could keep going, fuck, yes, I'm going to go. Like, mm. you have just this, like, Ugh, in, amazing so sense of humor and sense to, like, just bite back, but also with grace. I don't know. How are you doing, like, mentally with all that?
2: I tell myself that I'm fine because I've always had an issue of I'm not very in touch with my my emotions. Like, I'm not good at knowing when I am bad. And it takes me a very long time to realize that something is affecting me. Like, all suddenly, after two weeks of not doing any laundry and like letting things fall on the floor and like eating really poorly. I'll look around at my pig stive apartment. And I'm like, oh, I'm probably like really not good right now. But it, that was like two weeks after somebody else might realize and like go to a therapist or something. I like, it is having an effect on me. Like having this, you're not built as a human being to talk to a million people or for a video to go viral and get literally a hundred thousand people tell you their opinion about you and about what you're saying. You're not built to do that. And I act like it doesn't, Matter because I don't notice how it's affecting me, but it manifests in different ways. And I do feel it affect me eventually. But here's the thing you're going to get comments that are like telling you how to live your life, trying to give you help. This is what it was like a lot at the beginning. My videos about things I hate were landing on the free you pages of like 40 year old white women in Arkansas Incredible. who are like have rose all day signs. What in a their demographic. Kitchen. And they were very much. It's not my demo at all. And they really just wanted to like... Would love to hear their commentary. Incredible. Yeah, of course. Well, you think so until there's 100,000 of them. And then it's like just really exhausting. And they're all... Those people are all telling you that you are miserable, that you need help, that you... And those people to me are aggravating and frustrating, but they don't hurt my mentality. And they're my favorite to use for content because they don't have a sense of humor. I don't know how these people, this the other people like this who fall into that type of category for me are like, super, super, super woke thinkers who like literally can't, like they'll nitpick and find a problem with everything. And we know where those lines lie as like normal human beings who don't have a desire to like cause anybody pain and have a desire to understand other people. We know when we're crossing a line and when we're not. And I know that I've never really crossed those lines. So when people come up with these things to like try and like fix me, it's they all fall into this category of like people who want to fix me, but can't because they don't have a sense of humor. And it's very sad. I don't know how they watch TV. I don't know how they watch movies. I truly wish them the best, but they're not built to consume media. They don't have the brain for it. So they just, I just can't, like I'll either answer their questions and use it for funny content, like make a punchline out of it, or I don't even go there at all. I don't, it does not upset me anymore. The people who do have the power to upset me, and I think that they're not, but then it starts to manifest as like, wow, I'm getting depressed is people who hide behind usernames like on Reddit, like people who go to other places and start talking about me from like anonymous accounts or sending me messages. And those are the things like, you know, you're ugly, you're not funny, whatever, blah, blah, blah. The really direct commentary. Now, does it matter what somebody says to me if they're not courageous enough to say it to my face or to say it from their actual account? Like, it, it's stupid that I care, but of course I do. And I can say all day, oh, it doesn't matter what these people say because they don't, they're hiding behind a screen, right? They're, they have no balls. I do have very little respect for them, but over time, it'll it'll erode your spirit, you know? You have to keep in touch with that. Of course.
1: And I- Keep in touch with your feelings yeah, about Yeah, keep in touch with your feelings. I think that I, think that I went through, <laughs> like in 2020, Because in 2021, just with the pandemic and people on the internet and Mads and I had never had any negativity on our platform whatsoever. And we got a couple of jarring ones that in my opinion, just fucking gut wrenched me forever. And I was like really upset about it. And then I kind of recognized the patterns and like I was looking at my friends reviews and my friends socials or whatever. And I was noticing the pattern of how generic all of the feedback is and how it truly is just like a copy and paste to every single fucking person who is a content creator. And then I was like, oh, this really, for the most part, like sure, a couple things hit home. But for the most part, a lot of this is, as Harry Styles says, a sign of the times. And it actually like has very fucking little to do with me. And so but it, for me, I mean, look, I'm not on your level whatsoever. And I think that everyone who is a content creator or not is feeling like that fear for that feedback to come back and hit them. It's just like this crazy human experience that you can't explain until you get anonymous hate on the internet. But for me, I've just seen at this point the ludicrousy in it and how the hypocrisy in it and how you can say anything and someone will come up to it. So, you know, I defended Jake Gyllenhaal when that whole T-Swift thing went down and I didn't give a fuck. I didn't give a fuck. People were calling me a a woman hater. I have internalized misogyny. And I was like, "Uh, no, I think just like the dude, like, had a fling 10 years ago and like he's playing golf he's good you know
2: like <laughs> right that's exactly how I feel well I even. Mean, I'll take it even a step further I'll be like Amber Heard is like not as guilty as we think she is and people are like crazy but you know what I saw this great quote somewhere and I wish I could credit this person but I really do live by it and it's like if the people who are intending to misunderstand you are going to misunderstand you no matter what you say or how clearly you communicate because They will always want to find something wrong. The people who get you are going to get you no matter how you say it, no matter how many times you clarify it, because they get you. So talk, just say what you mean and mean what you say. Also like in your personal life, right? Maddie and I could have someone
1: and I could find that person very annoying and she could not find that person annoying because I am viewing this person through a subset lens of all my personal experience for the last 31 years and so through that lens, I interpret this person's behavior differently than my sister does. That inherently has nothing to do with whether or not that person is annoying, is funny, is a bad person, is a good person. We all view each other through a Different type of lens. So when someone views us as annoying or pretentious or woke or not woke or whatever they want to say about us, it took me so long to understand that their reflection of you is none of their none of your business and has 90%. nothing actually to say about you as a person. I was like, how could that? How could constructive criticism or just criticism have nothing to say about me as a person, but it truly is the amalgamation of that person's very specific subset of cultural upbringing, belief systems, traumas, good experiences, and they view you through a very specific lens. So it's not you, it's you through that lens. Yeah.
0: Well, first of all, I just want to say, Please keep going. Also like yeah, get, you're amazing. Get a therapist. Because I don't wait. I don't
2: want you to uh, Do you not have a therapist? Do you have a therapist? Please say you have a therapist. I have one that I see, but it's only for my mom and I's therapy. Like my mom and I work. Oh out you our should issues go alone
1: too. You should go
0: alone. Should go go that's alone amazing. Too, that's I wanna amazing. do I wanna do therapy with my with my mom. It's a ver- it's a journey. I was gonna say it sounds therapy awful, but I feel like it sounds therapy necessary. with
1: someone else in the room is Kudos to you, because in my opinion, that's 25,000 million times more daunting than therapy alone.
0: I agree. Anyways, get some therapy, but love telling you, you what to do, telling you how to yeah, fix your life. We'll be your big sisters. You and know, just because we the Internet needs you. You're just so delightful. OK, you really are. I want to I want to wrap up with, you know, a very TikTok trend that's happening right now that I don't understand. Scout doesn't really understand it because she's too old, but we're going to do this trend that he's a 10, but and oh, my I God, wanna, I love that. I'm I have, you a should whole have list. seen her trying to explain it to me yesterday I was like I'll do the first one and uh, and then I this is what Scout said I was like he's an eight but he can't go one conversation without mentioning his NFT project and Scout was like oh like he's he's a millionaire then <laughs> and I was like
2: no
1: <laughs>
0: I didn't I didn't understand the game She didn't understand. but now now she gets okay. it. okay here we go he's a 10 but he's obsessed with the Marvel Universe He's a ten. Oh, he's like a five. I agree. Oh, I agree. I think he, ne- I've never seen a Marvel movie. I know. Scout's he's a ten. Like, it's a ten for me. It's she's. It's the most off-brand thing about her. She's like obsessed with the Marvel universe. It's so weird. That's okay.
2: great. Good. Mm-hmm. Have an interest. Have yeah. an interest. I I love when people have like a weird interest, like have a hobby. I fucking hate when people are like, "Mm, I just like do what I do. Like this, this, I love when people have hobbies. You know what I mean? I don't have hobbies.
1: I don't have have hobbies. hobbies. No, like you
2: have an interest. You have a deep. I have interests. My husband has hobbies. Have an obsession. Nerd out about something. I think it's so weird when people are like, oh, you're just such a nerd about that. Like, okay. Yeah. Like I've seen the Sopranos 17 times. Like that's fine. Like that's what I choose to like. And you shouldn't. I don't know. Like, I hate. I agree.
1: People- also, I hate it when people say I'm such a nerd. I'm like, no, I'm such a dork. I'm like, no, I hate it. You when just you- have an interest.
2: <laughs> you
0: just have an interest. Okay. You just have a hobby. He's a two, but he's a tall Jew.
1: He's a ten.
2: Oh, he's a nine. Well, a- okay. Here's the thing. Nine. I think as you get older, height. I'm realizing this. Height means less to you because a lot of the tall guys like think that being tall it's sort of like having a big dick. Like they think that it compensates for so much. And it's like, I just don't really care. But then if you give a short guy a chance, he thinks he's on top of the world and then he's an asshole. It's so
0: true. There's no See, fucking middle I, just,
2: I love like average height. Like I don't like these guys who are ridiculously tall, like 6'4", oh, yeah. 6'5". Yeah. I like a good 5'11". Five, that's how
0: tall is Ben June? My boyfriend is- He's
2: probably 5'10", 5'11". Yeah yeah you call him summon june that's yeah. so cute i was gonna I say that, that. Persian, i only
0: persian jew yeah. i only grew up with yeah. short guys
1: because i went to jew school but my f- like first real boyfriend was six two so i can't and he's now he's a rabbi he was jewish so i can't i can't say anything wait
2: wait is it peter young
1: no, no. i don't
2: know who oh that my God. is <laughs> yeah i know it. i don't know who that is He's like easily 6'2 and a rabbi and he went to camp with us. So I thought it might be him. <laughs> he won't care. He's I'm married. Dying. He's married. I'm dying. I ran into him on the Upper West Side. Can you believe? I was like, oh my God, we're, I was in love with you when I was a kid. <laughs> he, was, he, was, he was a cutie. He was my legend. He was my Harry Styles. Oh my God. Peter Young if you're listening. <laughs> Peter <laughs> Young I loved him. Oh my god. Yeah, I, I once hooked
0: up with once I hooked up with this really tall guy and he told me that he thought eating out was gross.
2: What? What do you mean? I like how we're just like
1: referencing like, <laughs> oh I hooked up with this one tall guy and like this is the bad thing. This is about the bad about thing. Him. About him.
0: This is a bad thing. I was like, I honestly was so stunned that I kind of like agreed with him. It was bad. I, I, the worthiness was really low at that time, but I
2: was. I think when people cook for me, it's gross. When a guy's like, come over, I'll cook for you. I'm like, ew,
3: gross. Why is that?
2: Like, I don't want to know what you're making. (laughs) It's disgusting. Can we please like buy professional made food? It's, I hate when people cook for me. And they always think they're so good at it too. This guy I was with last week was like, yeah, I'll cook for you. I'm like, oh wow, okay. He like made like a chicken pan, seared chicken breasts and like a couple of potatoes on the side. He's like, voila, suck my dick. I'm like, this is literally, I can't even tell you how bare minimum this is and they think they're the shit for it and it's not even good like it would be i would be so much more impressed if you went out and bought us sushi
1: yeah oh you should come to my house my husband cooks like insane gourmet ridiculous
0: that's another level we're talking like people who think it's uh you know think they're fucking anthony this is the problem
1: mads and i were like never in the dating scene so we don't know this stuff you know what i mean we don't know were you off the market just really young 21 21 both of us 21 yeah And like college dating isn't college
2: dating. What a life. Do you have any tips? Do we have any tips? Do we have any tips? I'm like, I'm ready right now.
3: No, you're Um, not.
2: I I don't want to. Trust me. I I, You know my whole philosophy. I make it very clear that I will not settle for anything less than perfect. But I'm down to find a really great guy to like spend a year with or so. Mm. Okay. Go to Halal. I don't know. Well, yeah. That's where Maddie met her. Talia's like, I fucking ran that shit. I ran through that thing second month of freshman year. Come on. Come (laughs) on. I'm already done with that. I literally, I was on the Hillel student board so that I was at all the events. And I literally got to scour every single man who walked through the door. And I was not, I got, I went through it very fast.
1: Yeah, we have no dating tips. I'm sorry. We wish we we could help you.
0: Okay, let's keep going. He is a nine, but
2: he plays video games.
1: He's a two. Sorry, my husband plays video games.
2: He's a nine. Like, I don't, I just, it, it's not a plus or a minus for me. I just okay. don't care about video games at all.
1: Yeah, you will when you get into a relationship and no you live toy. with him and the video games don't stop. You will. You will.
2: Is it the one where he talks to somebody else on the other side? He, yeah, he's
1: done a lot of that. And that's kind of fun because he's like Twitch? his actual friends. And I'm like, oh, that's kind of like cute how men. He's a
0: nine, but he's on Twitch.
1: I don't know what Twitch is. Okay. Sorry, babe, you're not a two. My babe's
0: a 10, but the video games. Uh. Yeah, the video games knocks you down a little bit. Okay, he's a seven, but he sits cross legged like when he sits.
1: <laughs> you, mean, do you, you, know, you
0: don't, you, he's you he's don't mean crisscross applesauce. No, mean- no, no, no. Like when you're sitting on a chair and he like, crosses his leg like the
2: queen. See yeah, that? He's a four. Yeah. He's pretentious. It's all I, I. I envision him just like leaning back and looking at you up and down and crossing his leg. Like, shut up.
1: And he's wearing custom loafers, right? Like yeah. custom oh. loafers. Yeah.
2: Oh, he's a ten, but he wears loafers. He's a negative six. So <laughs> gross. Ew, I hate when men wear shoes without socks. Hundred oh, percent. Shoes, fairies. What do you think about peds? That's a sock. Peds, like oh, oh, those socks that are like ballet socks. <laughs> I made a TikTok about this once. One time, I had a threesome with these this guy and this girl. And he, he was European. I don't know why that matters, but it probably they probably wear them more over there. <laughs> and he took off his shoes and he was wearing those little heads. We didn't notice that he had taken them off. So we had sex with them, both of us at the same time. We finished. The- he starts walking to the bathroom and it's me and like one of my best friends. And we look at him and we're like, did you see his socks? Did you see his socks? Did you see his socks? We couldn't stop talking about the socks. And we, to this day, will not shut up about his heads. And every time like anybody's, wearing like Vans with no socks for like I wonder if he's wearing pets underneath. I've, it's so ugly. Wait, I'm more I'm more interested in the fact that you
1: can have a threesome with your best friends. Yeah, can you tell us a little bit about that? Yes. Well, okay.
2: Okay, so I've had two threesomes in my life.
1: Ever since having a baby, I've been extremely conscious about what I spend my money on and which products I use, and clothing is no different. I want my wardrobe to be sustainable, good
0: quality, and timeless. You have to be talking about Whimsy and Roe, right? Whimsy and Row is an LA-grown, eco-conscious brand born out of the love for cute, comfy, and classic styles. Every piece is made by women for women. Quality goods, local production, natural and organic fabrics. Yes, please give me all the linens. Visit their website, whimsyandrow.com. That's W H I M S Y A N D R O W.com and use code OKSISTER for 15% off.
3: You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to LipsAndAds.com now. That's libsyn You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to LipsAndAds.com now. That's L-I-B-S-Y-N-Ads.com.
2: Nice. I had one that was two guys and me, and one that was two girls and a guy. So the two girls and a guy was my friend and I. I had been hooking up with this guy for the entirety of the last semester of uh, senior year of college, and he was really cute. And my friend, who's a year younger than me, had hooked up with him uh, like two years ago. So we would talk about him together, and we would joke we should have a threesome with him. And He said, no, like as a joke, he was like, no, I could never handle that. I don't want to do that. And we were like kind of offended and annoyed at that. So we got really drunk on my graduation night and we were like, let's just do it without him just to show him that it's possible. And he's too much of a, like a pussy to handle it. So we found some guy on a different like athletic team that had like a rivalry with this athletic team that he was on. And we had a threesome with him. We didn't, we literally stood outside and I remember we looked at each other we were so fucked up but we were like we want to do this because it'll be funny she's like I don't want you to touch me and I was like I don't want you to touch me like we like literally we like I'm not we're not touching each other and we had no interest in doing that but we did keep like high-fiving throughout and just kind of <laughs> Kept laughing. So you like didn't even like kiss her or like have sex no. with her at all. Oh, interesting. So no. can so you what's call the, that a threesome? I feel yeah. like you just had sex in front of each other. He had sex with two girls, and we were both there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was really funny, though, because there was one point where we were both, like, in such a position where we were facing each other and both having sex in different ways. And we were looking at each other. We started high-fiving. We're like, this is insane. Looking at each other, like, wow, can you believe we're doing this? It was so funny. We took a picture after. So then
0: you told the initial guy, like, look what we did? Yes. And did he still say no? Or you guys were over it at that point?
2: He turned bright red. He was like, are you kidding me? And we were like, well, you didn't want to do it. She told him. He was there it's a whole thing. He like this took a year and she was a year younger. So they were both at school after I had graduated. And she recently came to New York and saw me. And she goes, I told blah, blah, blah at school one night. I just dropped the bomb on him in the middle of a party. And he like went home. <laughs>
1: so. This was not, this was not my college experience. I went to Sarah Lawrence and 30% <laughs> men and half of them were gay. And it was It was hard out there for a girl. I'll say that much. I'll say that much.
2: I will say that this persona of mine, like I entered college as a virgin and was very, I had also really not drank or done drugs, not because I didn't want to, but I just like didn't, like, I don't know. I just, it never happened for me. And I, it was as if for those four years, I was in a trance. Like I had put on some sort of goggles and like I, I was a completely different person and I had a totally different personality. And I was having all this these crazy sexual party experiences and the minute college ended I became this like recluse like I now I'm just a grandma I don't have sex on the first date like I don't do any of that stuff anymore it's like I got it all out of my system and now I'm just like "Hmm, if a nice fellow presents himself as a suitor like I just sit here in my chair. I'm a suitor, I will. I'll spend
0: a year with him.
2: I'll spend a year with him. Yeah, exactly. Like it's just, I, I had my slut face. It was great. I pity anybody who didn't have one. And now I'm chilling.
1: Yeah, uh, you. you I, I was gearing I up for one. I was gearing one. up for one. So I moved to Los Angeles, yeah. and I told my mom, I was like, "It's on. Like, I want different men here every Shabbat. She, every Shabbat. So every Shabbat. She, every she, Shabbat, brought a she lined up. Well, she lined up suitors, <laughs> and they were all rabbis. No no, <laughs> no, 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 no. So every night she lined up a suitor. The first guy came over for Shabbat, very established, good looking, incredible, whatever man. I was 21. I was about turned 21. He was like 38. And I was like, mom, 38." Mom, mom. She's like, I didn't know how old he was. And then I was like, OK, well, this isn't going to this isn't going to work. And then the next week, my husband hit me up, went real fast. And I told my mom, you got to cancel the Shabbats. She's like, are you serious? I worked really hard. I was like, you got to cancel the Shabbats. And, um, uh, that was the end yeah, of my, it? uh, it was potential wiped slutty well, so face. You knew.
2: Yeah. I you was wiped knew. up real fast. Wow. I guess yeah. what do you know? You know, is he, th- he, is he much older than you? Like that guy or no?
0: No, he's three years older than me, my husband.
2: Okay. That's yeah. good. That's a good yeah. age guy.
0: Yeah. That's Wait, can age. you, can you quickly, um, I'm curious about the two men and you situation. If you could elaborate. Yeah, That
1: sounds like a lot of work in- on the woman's behalf. Like it kind of, when I yeah. think
0: about that idea,
1: I'm like. That sounds great. And, oy, for me. You know what I mean? Like,
2: I liked it so much better than the other one, though. And it's the only experience, like, sort of, like, probably the kinkiest, craziest experience i would had. But it's the only type of kinky, weird thing that I would do again and, like, actively have wanted to do again. It was so fun. How did it come about? So I'm studying abroad in Madrid and I went on a weekend trip to Budapest with my friends. And it was, like, this group of fun girls. And we all, Budapest is very, very small. And so every like tourist attraction you're going to, you're seeing all the other tourists that are there that weekend at each attraction. Like it's that small. So we keep running into this group of men. There's like 27 of them. They're all on the same rugby team from the UK. Oh. So they were there for a bachelor party. And I guess what they do in the UK is for a bachelor party. It's so easy to travel in Europe. They just take a weekend and all of them go to someplace for a weekend so they chose Budapest. So they're there for the bachelor party. And I kept, like, we, we keep running into them. And finally, I just went up to them at one point and was like, guys, we should all hang out tonight. And they're like, okay, let's do it. We say we're going to meet them at the spa party, the spa party, which is one of these, like, you know, those thermal baths. They throw these parties at Yeah, night. it's a fucking, uh, it's like a cesspool in there. It's disgusting. It's, it's disgusting. If you're trying to catch a disease, that's where you do it. But- it's basically think like EDM concert like like the Do Lab of Coachella underwater. So you go. And such a
0: good description.
2: We just like us and these like what 20 guys just took over this whole section. I have pictures. If you want to like put this in the ad of the podcast, I have photos. Yes. So yes, please. The, um we all are in this area of the the baths and I'm drunk and I just start making out with one guy. And I remember turning around and being like, okay, I'm here with my girlfriends. I shouldn't like spend the whole time making out with somebody. Let me check on my girlfriends. I turn around. Every single one of my girlfriends is making out with a different guy. I'm like, great. Amazing. Okay. So I'm chilling. So I keep doing this. And then one other guy comes up behind me that I'd been like flirting with before. So I felt kind of bad that I'm now making out with his friend. He grabs my face and starts making out with me while I'm sitting on the lap of the first guy. So I'm like, wait, what? And they, I distinctly remember, they look at me at the same time and they go, it's Europe. I'm like, ha you're right. So, it's <laughs> <that's> so funny. <gasps> what so, I like blanket, just, just like, it's
0: Europe. Like, this is
2: out of a movie. They, they, and they were very straight, but they kissed each other at one point as like a funny thing. They kiss, like, they looked at me, they're like, it's fine. Everyone does it. And like, God, I love European guys. They're so free. Like, they don't. I just spent, I spent three and a half or two and a half years at college with all these guys who are so, like, so... Uppity, yeah. Yeah, compulsory heterosexuality. They're so, 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 um you know, they would never even dare hug a guy. Yeah. And these guys are just like, we're so straight that we can kiss each other and it doesn't fucking matter. I'm like, finally, real men, you know? So I was so turned on. And I said, like, I've always wanted to have sex with two people and they were like, great, excellent, it's Europe. It's not a big deal here. So I just hold both of their hands and start walking with them to this like dressing room area. Like the place where you get changed, which is like the size of like,
0: Oh my God, wait, you did this at
2: like the foot. at the spa party? Yeah. It's like two square feet, this little room. Okay. And there's a bench in there. And so I bring them in there and we're all just like making out whatever. And I say, like, okay, but there will be no penetration because, you. hey, it's Europe, so you need condoms because it's Europe, and you guys are probably... Yes, yes. that's what I... My my mind was like, I really hope there was a condom in this situation. Oh, no, no, no. If there's one thing I'm very, very almost overly weird about, like paranoid about, it's STDs. I've never caught one, and I will, like... I'll make a guy that I've been dating for months keep wearing them. Like, I just get really scared about this. I need to see the test is clear. So I was not going to let them do anything... So they can't find any condoms. So I said, fine, well, there will just be no P&B, but that kind of makes it even more fun because it's like, okay, there was something to be, leave them with something to, to want, you know, leave them wanting more. So we just did pretty much everything else and it was so fun and so hot. And I will remember that forever. You will remember that forever. And these guys were not like hot guys. Like they were just kind of like, They were European. They were hot to me. But they weren't like, they weren't hot European. They were like British rugby players. Like they were kind of, they were like big guys. So I found them very hot, but they were like, to them, they were just like kind of like chubby, like, you know, they weren't like gods. Right. right, And so one of these guys was like kind of a nerdy looking guy. And I remember him after looking at me with like very earnestly with very sweet eyes. And he goes, thank you. I'm like, you're welcome. And he, it's like, it like made his life. And I said, These guys don't know my name. Like yeah. they'll never see me again. I would not have done this really at school. Right, right, right. I did the threesome at school the night that I was graduating. So it like, we were all leaving. Yeah. So I didn't really care. But I know that how much like this type of thing gets around. So if anybody's listening to this and is interested in doing a similar thing, I would say, Because you're a woman, you're going to automatically be the slut that they start talking about. And they're going to make you, they're going to shame you with their friends for doing it. So you need to do it with complete strangers, preferably in a different country. You will never, ever see them again.
1: That's why I was confused how you did it with your best friend. Because like, I feel like the one-on-one advice for everyone who's done a threesome is like, strangers, strangers, strangers.
2: Well, that's to me, I think you do it with a stranger. If you're doing it with a guy you're in a relationship with. But to me, both of these people were like, I didn't have any emotional connection to this guy. So it didn't matter. And my best friend and I just, we didn't even touch. It just like wasn't awkward. And then I was graduating after and so was he. So there was just no, you need to keep it as clean as possible. Yeah, right. If you do it sophomore year with people you're going to see tomorrow, you can't do it can't do yeah. it you yeah. know that was incredible
0: advice to <laughs> end the podcast mm-hmm. on everyone please <coughs> have your threesome with strangers in a different country thank yes. you yeah. don't do
1: it with friends as a sophomore do it at your exiting graduation night if you're going to exactly. do it with people wise words also go to summer camp also go to summer camp also you know Jewish summer camp <laughs> okay so go to summer camp figure out your relationship with your boobs and have a threesome with strangers in Europe
0: those are the takeaways yes we I like, like summer. We, we just those, summarized are, good. those are good takeaways. Yeah, we got it. I feel like it's a value packed episode. Oh, of course, of course. O- only on OKC. Only do on OKSys. All right, Talia, please tell everyone where they can find you and giggle their way through your content. Yes.
2: Oh, I'm just Talia Lickstein on everything. Um, I also have the show on TikTok called Just the Tips, and it's all about like dating and sex advice and stuff. People write in and ask me questions, and I answer them. So if you like that threesome discussion, you can find more of that there. But also, okay, I really want more people to follow me on Twitter. And Maddie's like the only person who does. So please follow my Twitter.
0: <laughs> I was literally going to say, please. everyone follow on Twitter. i follow you on Twitter. You have an incredible Twitter. Thank you. And nobody knows. Nobody, nobody knows. knows. Nobody knows. I wonder what you would
1: think about my Twitter.
0: Your Twitter's not great. I'm sorry. It could use a little <laughs> sprucing. Look, Twitter is an awful place, in my opinion. I don't enjoy it as much as other platforms, but... Really? It's my favorite social media. Exactly. So, like, you and Fibula and Lady Efron, like, those are... And Rod, those are, like, my four, like... When I want to pee my pants, I know I can go to your guys's Twitter and there will be something there (laughs) for me. But, you know, my Twitter existence has been more like tech and investor Twitter, which is, like... My
1: Twitter's, like,
0: really heavy...
1: Mental health, Mental health and like poetry yeah, you gotta stuff. get on, you
0: gotta get on on Talia's Twitter. Like okay, that's the Twitter you need to I'm be. I'm a on. more
2: serious and follow. Those were good suggestions. Fibula, Lady Efron, they're very funny. It's just I think that also because I have the least amount of followers on Twitter than I do on any social media, I feel so much freer on there and so unfiltered. So maybe once it starts growing, I'll get less funny. But like if I'm gonna try out anything remotely sketchy or like risky. It's going on Twitter. It's so going if you want on to be Twitter the first to see it. You can go and see that. So. Oh
1: my god, that's incredible! I'm gonna follow you right <laughs> after it. this.
2: All
0: right, thank you so much, my love. This was so fun. And thank next you. time you're in LA, please let me know. Um, yeah, we can we can hang out. And you can follow us at OKSIS Podcast on Instagram.
1: Love you, love sisters. You, sisters.